Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience, Matt Mosley, the three-hour tour begins. What was that, Aaron, on Gilligan's Island? What was it supposed to be? A three-hour tour, a three-hour. Was it supposed to be something along those lines? Three hours? some reason that popped into my head. We will go three hours. We'll go... We'll go three to six. Uh, we've had a two o'clock show today featuring John Morris, the John Morris show. The press box can be heard at noon. We've got future members of our the Eminem Broadcasting family. Aaron, they're just out there starting all kinds of different endeavors. I don't know if, what I should say because I don't know if they've communicated it, but I, I did notice our own Drake Toll is now the, the – uh, the Big 12 guy for, what is that called, Aaron? The, what do they call that? Oh, Locked On. Locked On. The Locked On Network. He's the Big 12 guy. I mean, he is a mover and a shaker. He'll be spending a little bit of time with us this fall. The young Drake Toll. I hope that means he brings uh, old Cam Stewart with him. That is a worker bee and a very talented young guy. I, uh. I'm a big fan of Cam's work, and uh, so hopefully he'll get involved with us at some level. Aaron, we've got a lot of high school football this fall. I mean, I I feel like I hear about a new team on our air almost like on a daily basis. We knew China Spring was going to be with us. The great Temple team, Robinson, going to be on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron... There's another team I'm hearing about now that will be on one of our family of networks and excited. I don't even know if I'm allowed to announce it, but it's a team that has been known to win state titles. I mean, you have to to be on our air, Aaron. You gotta you gotta get out there and win a couple of state titles or at least play in them. China Springs certainly qualifies. I think Lorena would qualify. I think the great folks out in Lorena. Shout out to Lorena if you're listening. Text us, 254-662-1660. In fact, Aaron, let's go right off the top today with a, a Schmaltz's trivia question. Who was the greatest player from Lorena to play at Baylor? Who was the greatest player ever from Lorena to play for the Baylor Bears. First one who responds, I think it's a fairly easy one. It's a football player. I'm talking about football, I'm not talking about the other sports. Now, Aaron, you know, I always get myself in trouble here because somebody will come up with a different name and then we'll have a big debate. But I have one in my mind because I think I went to school with this guy. Okay, I was at Baylor around the time he was playing for the Bears. So it should be, that sh- that's a huge clue right there. If you know this one and you want to win two free sandwiches 
to one of the greatest sandwich shops of them all, call us at 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660 with the answer. Aaron, do you know the answer without me telling you? Of course. The greatest player. Okay, good, good. You knew immediately. It's an awesome name, too. It's an awesome name. In fact, I feel like there's a either a poem or a song uh, featuring this particular name. Um, not about that player, but there is one, uh, and it, it, it comes to mind. Uh, again, 254-662-1660. Aaron, I, I kind of expect the text to kind of light up. Because I thought, I thought, I think our Lorena folks will get heavily involved in. Uh, oh, by the way, the CNC Collision Center text line. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. CNC Collision has partnered with us once again, and uh, it has been returned to its rightful owner, CNC Collision Center. On the uh, that's the CNC Collision Center text line. I used to call Aaron. We used to have, have a, a name for. Oh, nice. We got a winner quick, but I had to get his name on the text line. Oh, yeah. Congratulations yeah. to Scotty Ellis. He's our Schmaltz's trivia winner for today. S- Scotty Scotty Ellis? Correct. Is that right? Okay. Way to go, Scotty. We'll tell you how to pick up your coupons for your two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Thank you, Nelson Rue. Somebody back there right now, Nelson's back there still cleaning up because the uh, Schmaltz's, I think, closes at 3, and uh, he's he's back there right now, and I don't know if he has the station on. Now, when he gets in a car, he's always listening to Mosley. So if you're friends with Nelson Rue, just tell him we just gave away two of his free sandwiches. Now, Aaron, I get the Schmaltz. Now, which one do you get when you're at Schmaltz's? Do you get the Same. Schmaltz Every well? time I get right. the Schmaltz. It's mm-hmm. absolutely my favorite sandwich yeah. that I've ever had. Lunch meat... I feel like there's some salami on there, maybe a little turkey involved, and and then everything else you might want on there. But it's a it's a very generous portion of meat. It's a beautiful sandwich. Now they do make a, they do make one sandwich. I think well they'll put some pastrami on there for you. That always grabs my attention, as my uh, niece will tell you. For some reason. Aaron, she still brings it up. I was, I had a, I was taking her somewhere one time, and apparently, I talked about pastrami a lot. So, that is, uh, that always comes up. My niece <laughs> Millie. <laughs> so it's they, amazing how, give, how <laughs> young kids and teenagers will yeah. focus on one little thing like that uh-huh. and never let yeah. it go. Which I did the uh-huh. same thing when I was at it. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but yes, I think what happened is we were just visiting in the car and. I told her about some kind of pastrami I had, and then about five or ten minutes later, Aaron, I circled right back to it. I said, did I tell you about the pastrami <laughs> sandwich <laughs> I had? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, you know, she has not let me forget about that, my love of pastrami. Who? What's your favorite pastrami sandwich in all of Central Texas? I, I think you've got to start with Schmaltz's. But, you know, we probably have some delis and some things I'm not thinking about. There's probably some stuff in Belton and Temple and Salado where they make a great pastrami sandwich. Does, does anybody have house-made pastrami? That's kind of what I'm looking for, somebody that actually makes their own pastrami on site. 
Now, there's a chance over there, Aaron, that my old buddy at that Waco Custom Meats, I kind of like him. Uh, he might make some of that. He does a good job over there. But, uh, man, lots to uh, lots to get to today. Now, here's kind of how we're going to lay it out. At 320, we're going to let you hear from Mac Rhodes. Now, some of you were driving home and said, hey, I thought I heard some of that last night. Well, you did. But it was late in the show, and so anybody that might have already been home by 535 or 540, we started it later than we usually do, and we kind of ended the show with it. And it was really good on a lot of different topics. So, Aaron, let's do Mac at 320. And then at 420, we've got Chris Hummer from 247. That's 247 Sports. In fact, he just signed a long-term deal with them. And uh, in this day and age, that's a pretty good deal, boy, if you can get a contract in place. And Chris has written, Aaron, I don't know if you've gotten to see that. I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it because I think you'll love it. It, it kind of is a data-driven deal. But it, it's basically at the Power 5 conferences this year, Aaron, 64% of the starting quarterbacks are transfers. That's the either 62 or 64%, maybe 62%. Still a huge number have come from the portal. Aaron in the in the sad Pac-12, one last kind of uh, uh one last uh, hurrah for the Pac-12. Aaron, would you care to guess in the Pac-12 how many of the starting projected starting quarterbacks are transfers? have transferred into those Pac-12 oh, wow. schools from somewhere else? I'm going to say nine of the ten. Now, I think I think for this year we do actually do still have 12 schools. So, Oh, that's right, USC and UCLA. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, it's ten of 12. 11 of 12. Wow, that's incredible. 11 of 12. Now, would you like to guess the Big 12? 14 schools this year, counting, of course, uh, Texas and OU on their swan song. Aaron, would you like to would you like to guess how many transfer quarterbacks? These are just kind of mostly nuggets we're sharing. Actually, Chris Hummer looked all this up. A lot all right? less than the Big not. 12, I think. I'm going to say seven. Nine of 14. Nine, okay. Now, again, Quinn Ewers counts, right? Oh, because that's right. Came from I was Ohio State. I mean, West Virginia has a transfer every other week. (laughs) So you just have to put, you have to immediately mark them down. Somebody has a quarterback named K E D O N S L O V I S. Caden Slovis, or I I guess is how you say that. That may be West Virginia. That guy intrigues me because he was at Pitt and I thought he was pretty good. Like they're always just getting random dudes, you know, like who come from who came. They had that one guy last year. He's been to like four different schools already, USC, somewhere else. Then he goes to West Virginia. Then he's leaving. I thought that was the coolest thing, Aaron, the other day. Speaking of West Virginia, how about uh, how about my man Chuck Howley going in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, playing five varsity sports at West Virginia. Now, for all I know, one of those might have been like club. But, again, five different sports was a All-American football player, was drafted by the Chicago Bears, ends up with the Cowboys, was on the swim team, 
I think played baseball, basketball, and was on was gymnastics. Did gymnastics as well. He lettered in five different sports at West Virginia. Aaron, that might have been a good trivia question right there. Now, oh, let's let's let everybody know what the trivia is since we already have a winner. Um, it the the winner, of course, is John Henry, who was uh, it, for my money the greatest football player to ever come out of Lorena. But I also tied it into Baylor. And for what I remember, he was number, I think, 24. Aaron, do we have a number for John Henry? John, are you out there listening right now as I'm talking about you? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. There's, there it is, 254. I'm not going to give the whole thing. Aaron, let's get John. Wouldn't that be fun to have John on? I'm going to text John Henry. We'll have him on tomorrow. Um, and he has a son who was a rising, maybe a senior now, out there at Lorena. John Henry's son, pretty good player on that team that uh, went all the way a couple of years ago. John Henry. All right, that was the answer to the Schmaltz's trivia question. And uh, we had a winner, and um, we're excited about that. We'll get him his free sandwiches. Now, at 520 today, we're going to let you hear an exclusive that we uh, were able to gather with Troy Aikman. It happened out at Cowboys camp, and our own Ed Werder. Um, Aaron, do you think Ed sometimes forgets, like, I, I guess his main paycheck is ESPN. But he helps us. He helps the Doomsday Podcast. And he does some other stuff as well. Um, he's going to, but his interview with Troy Aikman, we'll share some of that with you at 520. Now, Aaron, I kind of like to uh, always see, What's on your mind off the top of the show? Any anything? Oh, and <clears throat> by the way, and Aaron, this would uh, the former show host would have had would have not been on the air today, right? <laughs> and he may have had the right. He may have been thinking the right way. I have to hand it to him on that because there's no way he would be on today because the Texas Rangers are playing as we speak. And uh, that game is in the top of the third. And let's see. Rangers have uh, only one hit so far, and that was Josh Smith, who's playing third base today. Um, Interesting part of the lineup, I would say, Aaron, is that Leody Leody Tavares is hitting fifth today and playing center field. Sam Huff catching sixth. Grossman seven, Josh Smith eighth, and, and Zeke Duran is hitting ninth. A very, very interesting lineup. That's Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the Rangers, uh, who have given up. Uh, uh, he's given up two hits and has two strikeouts, 32 pitches at this point. Uh, his ERA is down to 335. Aaron, I noticed Scherzer, after a really nice outing last night, uh, going seven innings. His ERA has dropped to 388. So, uh, um, Aaron, I know you got your, you'll have uh, your, uh, um, you know, your TV on and everything, paying attention to the old Rangers, and we'll provide updates throughout the day. Um, Aaron, do you like the Rangers' chances <laughs> in this game? I do. I always like their chances against. <laughs> I like their chances against pretty much everybody, but especially against yeah. the terrible Oakland A's. Yes. Yes, and uh, Marcus Simeon, a Rangers leadoff hitter, uh, has just uh, has just reached base on a walk. 
and uh, so we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you updated there. So maybe may maybe uh, he'll be able to kind of get something going here uh, as the Rangers and the A's get it on this very afternoon, um, and and then of course you hear a lot of those games right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, um, it is time for us to hear from Mac Rhodes. Baylor's director of athletics had a lot of interesting things to say. We want to let you hear it, and then we'll uh, react to it um, a little bit later this hour. But some very interesting comments from Mac Rhodes in his one-on-one with the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, that is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue. Avenue in Waco, La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake or campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my 
Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, joining us now. Mac, welcome uh, to the program. I mean, I, I you were trying to get a little time away recently, maybe a tad bit of vacation. Uh, these realignment stories don't really cooperate with that. So <laughs> I, I would say some of your downtime probably turned into a lot of calls, some votes here and there. But I guess via Zoom, I mean, you can get something. Did you, did you get any chance to relax? Do you feel refreshed at all? <laughs> well, I, I do feel refreshed um, because I, I believe that the uh, Big 12 has, has landed in a – in a in a great spot and um hey there's there's always next summer <laughs> oh man Don't, i wouldn't plan on it i wouldn't plan i mean maybe plan a different time of the summer i mean these things are amazing uh this is pretty wild you get the uh, schools it's going to be a 16 team conference um i mean does it feel surreal to someone who served on these subcommittees on all these committees, looking at expansion, dating back even, oh, 2021 and before, to see where it's ended up. Do you sometimes almost have to shake your head and smile? And I, I imagine you wake up each day kind of thinking, okay, now, <laughs> what's our conference look like in 2024? I mean, you've envisioned this. It, you, you knew it could happen, but the fact it has happened has to be a little bit of a surreal feeling. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, you know, as you're going through the, the process and you're, you know, um, focused and, you know, you're, you know, spending all your, your energy on on the goal, right, and, and trying to try to increase or add, add membership, you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to, to think about, you know, the what-ifs and, and, um, and to even, you know, maybe realize, um, the, the, the process and, and the moment or moments that you're going through. And then, you know, all of a sudden you, you get there and, uh, you know, you're just, you know, it, it is, it's real. And you're sitting there, you know, Friday evening, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, to, to Amy and I'm like, I, I can't believe this is, this is where we, we landed. And, you know, I, I've, I've said it, and you've probably heard me say it. It was uh, really an exciting day for, for for the Big 12, and and yet, you know, it's it's hard not to think about, you know, some of your your colleagues that uh, where it wasn't as as fortunate, and um, you know, the the you know the the people that you you've been in this this business with for for years and. So you think about them and, and you, and you hate it for them. And, um, and you also think about quite frankly, you know, Baylor could have been, you know, um, you know, in that same position a couple of years ago and, and, and even, you know, uh, a, a time or two before, before that. So, um, a lot of, lot of emotions, you know, that, that you're going through, um, but you know, I, I am. I'm, I'm happy for the Big 12, and I think what's best for the Big 12 is is what's best for you know uh, Baylor, and uh, I, I really think you know the Big 12 has has positioned itself long term 
in a in a really really healthy way, and uh, and that's that's certainly good for for Baylor. Well, you've already got Utah on the schedule this year. You had BYU before they came to the conference. Mac, you it seems like you kind of know these things when you're setting up these schedules. <laughs> I mean, that next Utah game could be a conference game. I, I have you have you kind of started thinking about how you'll handle not just this Utah game, but that following year's Utah game. That that will be very interesting. That's already on the schedule. Yeah. So. You know, obviously, we'll we'll have to go out and find another non-conference, but um, make mo make no mistake about it. I'm already lobbying that because we we uh, we let Utah in, quote unquote, right? Um, that you know they need to come here in in 2024. So we'll we'll just play them two years in a row in in McLean Stadium. So that's that's already underway. We'll we'll see how far I get. <laughs> He's only half joking, folks. I, I I don't I don't see any problem with that. I, I don't. Been a, yeah, there's been hey. some back-to-back situations like that. Yeah, there there would be right efficiency of travel. They would know exactly where to go and and how to do it, and the places to eat, places to stay. So I think in a way we're we're doing them a favor. Although I like Salt Lake City. I mean, that's kind of fun. I mean, I think Bear fans at some point want to go discover that. But uh, I like where you're going with this. Mac Rose joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You being from Tucson and graduating from Arizona, you've never had the opportunity to be in the same league as the Wildcats. Um, How special is that for you personally that uh, Arizona is now in the uh, Big 12? Yeah, you know, you again. It's one of those things that you try not to think about. You're not really thinking about as you're as you're in the moment. But you know, the aftermath uh, it is special. Um, you know, that's Tucson's my hometown. My my mom and dad, you know, still live there. I've got a brother and his family that lives there, and you know, great memories of my time at the at the University of Arizona. And so, um, yeah, it's it is really cool and special that. Uh, that, that my alma mater is, is now, you know, part of the Big 12 and, you know, uh, obviously looking forward to hosting them when, when they come to, to Tucson, but uh, equally excited to, to be able to, you know, go, go on a road trip and, and go back home and, and uh, watch, watch us play against, uh, against the Wildcats in, in Tucson. Are your favorite uh, restaurants there in Tucson – are some of those still blowing and going? Like what? Uh, what was your? What was your kind of your go-to uh, in Tucson? Yeah, so Minilitos and and uh, and and Crossroads, uh, two of the best Mexican food places that I've I've ever eaten at. So uh, you you uh, you can be sure that uh, we'll uh, we'll make a stop at uh, at least one of those places every time we we go play play in Tucson. That does not sound like Tex-Mex to me. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it, it wouldn't be Tex-Mex. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you think the Big Twelve um, is going to be organized in terms of divisions, pods? Um, obviously, you start thinking about those things in 2024. Sixteen teams. Um, how do you kind of see that shaking out when you start uh, thinking ahead? 
Yeah, Matt, it is a, it is a great, great question. And, um, you know, um, just honestly, I, I think it's, you know, more to come. Uh, those are the conversations that uh, we're going to begin to to have, um, you know, sooner rather than later when we think about the, the scheduling piece for football. We think about the scheduling piece for you know, uh, basketballs and, and then, you know, all of our other sport programs, baseball, softball and, and volleyball and soccer and, you know, all of them. Right. Um, and then, you know, um, do we need to, to have conversation about, you know, championships and, and what they look like and, you know, uh, furthermore championship sites. And so I think those are all things, that uh, that we're going to have to to tackle here in um, in the very new, near future. You know, start start sooner rather than later. You think about you know bowl game alliances and um, you know what's going to happen with the CFP. You know, uh, and I don't think you know we can we can answer that until we we know whether or not you know uh, the Pac-12 remains and it and it continues on as a as a Power Five and. You know, it's just the six highest seeds anymore and, and the revenue. So, um, you know, Friday, Friday changed uh, a, a lot of things. And, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, college football, the Big 12, you know, obviously the Big 10, you know, have, have a lot to, to think about and a lot to discuss. Are you watching a sport, sporting event as we speak? I mean, it sounds like maybe there's some competition happening uh it almost sounds like maybe you're attending football practice or something along those lines what's uh can you describe some of the action that you're observing as you're talking to us well i am not uh i am not john morris that's for sure but uh i am at uh i'm i'm at uh football practice and uh you know just with everything going on i haven't haven't had a lot of opportunity to to see us practice, and so uh, I'll just say that uh, it is great to be out here and and uh, and watch our young men compete. All right. Well, I like some of those young coaches, by the way. Stewart, Pallage, that Christian Robinson who played at Georgia. He's extremely impressive. So it's a fun staff. I mean, it's a fun staff. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see if they can win a bunch of games, and we'll hope so. But it does seem like uh, the kind of staff – that we were talking about, and you were talking about, Dave wanting to get together, uh, put together, that related to these players. And uh, I was around some of them the other night. I won't say where because there may have, you know, there was some interesting, you know, we had a, we had a fun time. But those, uh, man, they're just really, really impressive young guys on that staff. Are you getting the same feeling from being around them? Yeah, I am. They're, uh, you know, they're they're really talented um you know technically and and certainly they're still still learning and growing and you know i uh i hope i can say say that about them 20 20 years from now but uh, great energy great connectivity with uh with our young men and so that's that's really uh cool to see and then you know i think great connectivity with one another collaboration um it's in a very, very short time, I would say um, the the staff has become really, really cohesive. And uh, I know I can even see it in, in, you know, Dave's 
face and his in his eyes that uh, think he's got really great peace about about the staff and who they are uh, as people, who they are in terms of coaches and, and leading young men and and uh, and how they're they're working together. All right, and do you anticipate? Um maybe going the conference going to nine or ten conference games. See, we can have fun with this. Like the SEC that talked about this nonstop for, you know, every day for months. We can start speculating now on how many conference games you will play. But it, it certainly will maybe put pressure for it to move in that direction if you want to get more games, conference games in. Where, where do you stand on that? Because I guarantee you, you've already formed an opinion in that area. <laughs> yeah, so one, you know, you've got, you know, your TV partners, you know, that uh, can, um, and and they certainly with us, they, they did, you know, mandate a minimum number of, of conference games. And so that, that's not to say that, you know, we couldn't ever go below that, but, you know, we would certainly need their uh, permission and, and, and have to have that, that, uh, that discussion. So, you know, I'll, I'll say at least right now that, um, that we're going to stay at, at nine. Um, I would, I would guess that, uh, if we were to change, it would go up rather than, than, uh, decrease, but that's, you know, a harder, you know, uh, said than done. And you know, this, you've been doing this for a while, you know, um, having to get out of, you know, non-conference games and, you know, uh, so many of us, you know, have, have non-conference games scheduled out, you know, a minimum of five years, if not more. So, um, you know, going back to your, your original question, that will be, you know, part of the part of the conversations that will begin very, very soon when we think about uh, football scheduling. Y'all were pretty agile during the pandemic, though. I mean, you know, you, you're put, <laughs> they're putting games together within like a week. You remember SMU? Y'all are thinking about playing SMU like on a dime. Like, can we be ready to play next week with a new team? So I, I, I do think maybe that changed the way administrators think about scheduling a little bit. I mean, you know, if you need to change or adapt, uh, y'all certainly showed uh, that you could. Now, Mac, what do you think about the ACC and what you're hearing from them now, like on possibly adding a couple of schools? I'm sure you would kind of like to see something positive happen to these schools that are kind of just left out there um what direction do you see that possibly going could you see that happening with maybe the acc i feel like everybody feels the pressure right now they kind of need to expand you know it's like wait are we going to let the big 10 and you know the big 12 take this thing over um you know there, there probably is a little pressure in that regard yeah you know um i i know you know, Commissioner Phillips, and and um, the one thing I, I do know about him is is that he's he's got a plan. I think it's you know a, a really tough and difficult environment uh, right now um, when you when you think about you know additional you know uh, expansion membership additions. Um, there's just not a whole lot more uh, money in the system in terms of the, 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 the TV media partners. And so, you know, I do hope, I really do hope that, uh, you know, uh, Stanford and a, and a Cal and a Washington state and Oregon state can, you know, find a, a great place. Um, you know, whether or not that could, that could happen at a, at a full share, 
I think remains to be seen. My personal opinion is that that would be really, really difficult, but you know, who, who knows? Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see, see what happens, but I do, you know, hope the, the, the very best for those four institutions. I know each of, each of their ADs and, and they're great people and they're great leaders and uh, they're, they're in a really, really tough spot. And I, I hate that for them. What was your dislike level of Arizona state when you were an undergrad <laughs> at Arizona? Is it, is it compared to Baylor TCU? Is it that kind of, because there was some stuff that really started forming between Baylor and TCU that wasn't pretty. And it was a lot of fun actually. And we've seen it kind of carry on. Um, have you learned over the years to appreciate the Sun Devils a little more? I guess you have to be somewhat diplomatic in the role you're in now. Yeah, I was I was always measured, and uh, and I did have have uh, great respect for for Arizona State. I, I will say, um, you know, that's probably um, one of the the rivalries that um, you know that's underappreciated. Uh, that is a a fierce rivalry between those those two institutions, and um, you know, I think very much like you know Baylor TCU. Um, and so I, I think just bringing, you know, that rivalry to the, to the big 12, uh, bringing, you know, Utah, BYU, that rivalry to the, to the big 12. Um, those are all things that are, that are really, really great for, for this conference. And, um, you know, uh, Baylor and TCU will, uh, will, will try to keep our end up, uh, of the bargain as well. You think Arizona state and Utah, will eventually kind of get excited about this. I mean, they seem to be Arizona State was certainly not thrilled, and they were trying to hang on and and wanted, uh, you know, the Pac-12 to make. Um, How long does that kind of like mourning process, you think, you know, take place uh, for administrators that have loved a conference as long as they didn't? Maybe didn't they were kind of fighting against this happening. They obviously had to make a move. How long does that take, do you think, for administrators, fan bases, and everybody to maybe get excited about a new conference? Yeah, I, I think it happens pretty pretty quickly. And and you know, and and I would tell you, you know, in fairness to to those particular two institutions, you know, uh, I, I do feel like Utah. Um, once you got on the phone with them and 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 talked to them, there was genuine genuine excitement and. Uh, and and wanting to come and and I think you know um, Arizona State you know um, maybe you know certainly publicly it it didn't feel that way and and you know not not trying to make make excuses but you know I know for for example you know their president man he spent a lot of time and energy not for just a year. Uh, or two or three, but for years, you know, 15 plus years, um, you know, pouring sweat equity into the Pac-12 and and really, you know, trying to, to, to make that work. And then, you know, all of a sudden, poof, um, you find yourself in a, in a different situation. And so I just think, you know, emotionally, that's, that's hard. And, uh, you know, I, I talked about it, you know, with, with staff and, and some others, you know, I, I think it's like, you know, uh, 
you know, a head coach, right? You're going to support them 100%. You're going to be in the foxhole with them uh, all the way until the very moment that you just, you just can't. And I think that's exactly, you know, how, how Arizona state, you know, handled it. And so, you know, I, I do respect that. And, um, and I've got no problem with it. And, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be great members. Um, and, uh, and I think Arizona State makes, makes the Big 12 better. All right, say the name of that restaurant one more time, the, the Mexican restaurant you mentioned, because uh, I want to hear that one more time. I'm going to kind of add that to my list of places to seek out. I, I, I caught the crossroads. What was the first one? Me, Neditos. Okay, okay. That's, uh, Google, that sounds like, Google, yeah. Google Google that one, and, and uh, I promise you that uh, – Either one of those, you can't go wrong. All right. I I, I question you for not uh, – I, I feel like if I were you, I would have gone to that France, go to Nice or Paris to watch <laughs> men's basketball. The women, Italy and Greece, I guess you couldn't really show favoritism, so you decided to stay home in, in uh, gorgeous central Texas. But, uh, yeah, man, what, those, are, those are some awesome trips right now. And I'm seeing good things, by the way. I know you – um, are not on social media as much as I am, but you've probably already had it reported to you. Jacoby Walter and Eve Missy combined for 46 points today. So, um, I, again, I have no clue who they're playing against, but I kind of like those results. Those are both freshmen. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, it, it is, and um grateful to the to the staffs that are with each of those programs, and they uh, they text me live updates and and how we're doing and you know a great opportunity for uh, for our student athletes for our, our our young women and young men to go and experience that and you know a great opportunity for them to to build cohesiveness and and for the staff and uh, you know I'm really excited about uh, you know uh, this year's women's women's basketball roster and and uh, and certainly men's basketball and you know how much I, I love both Nikki and Scott and um, you know I think they both programs have an opportunity to 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 have a great year and and uh, and I think this these two trips are a big part of that when uh, when you again think about just building building team and so. Um, Glad they were they were able uh, to do that, and uh, you know we we had a lot of donors that that stepped up for both programs to to help make it possible, and so grateful uh, grateful to them uh, for for doing that. All right, we had three French speaking uh, players on the team. That helps for the men to have translators on the team, and uh, it's a very intellectual bunch. But uh, that's kind of cool that they had three. They're going to France, and they had three French. Uh, speaking players mac that was uh it was great to catch up with you and uh boy it's been a, it's been a busy busy uh, wild time but i think it's an exciting time for the big 12 and i know you've been in the middle of all this for for several years uh so i appreciate everything you've done on behalf of baylor and i know our fans and listeners are very excited about this new look big 12 i appreciate you doing this well, thank you, Matt. Always grateful for the opportunity. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. I'm I'm sure. Take care. All right. This is ESPN Central Texas. 
Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At the Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully, because now there are new regenerative treatments available here. Hi, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, is now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain, with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. QC Kinetics has over 100 clinics nationwide and has treated thousands of patients with incredible success. Their advanced protocols are an exciting way to manage pain from arthritis and injury without surgery or steroids or pain pills. If you got pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back, well, that's me. You need to check out these new treatments. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself. Call now to schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Make buying easier at Richard Carr's construction sale event. The 2023 Buick Encore GX has style that stands out with premium interior at an unbeatable value. Right now, Richard Carr qualified buyers can save $3,250 and drive off in a 2023 Buick Encore GX for $24,435. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. See dealer for details. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, I like I like to hear it. It's the part of the day we do our NFL blitz. We check in with the Cowboys. Some of the other things uh, uh, happening around the NFL. I love some of these headlines. <laughs> One of the headlines era that I'm seeing right now is uh, from a little while ago. Miles Jack, you remember him? I feel like the Cowboys considered signing him or something. Mm-hmm. A linebacker who was cut by the Steelers in March. <laughs> the headline says he considered becoming an electrician or plumber before the Eagles signed him. I love the thought of that. That uh, that Miles Jack. I mean, why not get out there? Uh, they said he has made $50 million in his NFL career. Wow. Uh, and he started thinking about that new career. He said, quote, I like to work. I couldn't sit at home. I've been blessed to make a lot of money. I could retire and sit at the house. He said, I want to be innovative. If a zombie apocalypse, uh, apocalypse came, I want to be able to build something. <laughs> That's weird, man. I like it, though. I like someone who, I mean, he seems like he was out there actually considering learning a trade. Why not? I mean, you know, most, I know a lot of folks think, oh, I'd like to play golf or just sit around and, oh, man, how great would it be to win the lottery or have all this money? I kind of respect someone that was uh, considering getting out there and learning a trade. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us in uh, this episode of The Blitz? Washington Commanders coach Ron Rivera said today that he, quote, that, quote, I put my foot in my mouth when discussing Eric Bieniemy, his offense coordinator's intensity yesterday, insisting that he did not want to portray his players as soft or the first-year offensive coordinator as too demanding. R- Rivera said he told Bieniemy yesterday that what he said Quote, wasn't as clear as it needed to be. Rivera said that some players were concerned by the enemy's coaching style, so he encouraged the players to speak directly with their new coordinator. Rivera said the players came away, quote, enlightened after talking to the enemy. Well, I mean, this head coach does this on a pretty routine basis. And basically by putting it out there that he had had players come to him complaining about the way B enemy treats them. It, it, it showed that players were doing an end around, not reporting to uh, their actual boss, the defensive coordinator. And it did reflect poorly on them. It looked like they uh, did not like his methods. Aaron, I mean, I, it is, I mean, I don't want anybody to be treated poorly or hopefully it wasn't, you know, it didn't sound like any kind of hazing or anything. It sounded like 
extremely tough coaching. Other people came to his defense and talked about how Biennemi had had made such a huge impact on their careers. Aaron, I think um, Tyreek Hill was one of those that had wonderful things to say about playing for Eric Bieniemy. So this is all an embarrassing situation. And what it tells me, Aaron, is that the stink that was Dan Snyder is not completely off the organization. Just because Dan sold it for $6 billion, Aaron, I mean, was that the penalty for Dan being accused of all sorts of uh, sexual harassment and being a general, uh, basically just a jerk for many, many years and then trying to turn on, on fellow owners like Jerry Jones? His punishment for that, Aaron, was here's a check for $6 billion. How much did he buy it for? Wasn't it like probably probably about a billion, don't you think? I think probably that's 1.2 billion, somewhere around there. I mean, he's had it for a long time. Maybe even a little less than that. Turns he bought around it for, and sell. Yeah. In 1999, he bought it for $800 million. Mm. So a little bit, mm. nice mm. little profit mm. for him for being one of the worst people. Well, one of the in all people professional yeah, sports, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, being a bad guy, being a generally a bad guy. And every once in a while, he would try to change out his PR staff and bring in some people that he thought would portray him in a better way. It always backfired because he's impossible. He's such a bad guy. Even the great, the greatest crisis specialist or PR people can't, you know, you can't make. Dan Snyder seem reasonable or or anything like that. All right, uh, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? Former Las Vegas Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs III was sentenced today to three to ten years in prison for a November 2021 drunken driving crash that killed a Las Vegas woman and her dogs. Her dog, excuse me. Ruggs could be eligible for parole after three years. Clark County District Judge Jennifer Schwartz told Ruggs on when today that it was one of the more tragic cases he had seen. Ruggs, who was 24 years old, had been under house arrest, had been under house arrest with alcohol and location electronic monitoring devices since pleading guilty in May mm-hmm. to one count of DUI resulting in death and one count of misdemeanor vehicular manslaughter in the crash that killed Tina Tintor and her dog. Yeah. yeah, awful, awful deal there. Um, and um, rugs uh, ruined someone's uh, family's lives, and he's ruined his own life. And I don't think Aaron is young man as he is, and as gifted as he is, uh, I don't think he'll have any time left on the football field after he spends three to ten years, even if he gets like good behavior or something. Uh, in after being jail time, I think at best he could be out in three years. Rugs, how old did you say he was now, Aaron? Is he about 25 years old? Yes, uh, he is uh, uh, 24. 24 years old. So the the best case scenario for him would probably to be out when he was 27. Generally, when you go off to prison for that amount of time. Uh, while you probably do have time in the prison yard to work on your uh, body and maybe your weightlifting, 
I don't exactly think it's the greatest place to run the route tree out there in the prison yard, Aaron, unless it's uh, – so I don't think we'll hear from him again on the football field. Aaron, I had one for you. Um, Aaron Rodgers was – they had a uh, – they had a uh, – um, one of those dual practices, and Rodgers was uh, – pressured by uh, the Panthers in a joint practice and said it ended in a spotty day for the Jets offense with an ugly three and out in a two-minute drill. This is probably the first time Rodgers' teammates sensed his frustration. Um, the, the, who, who, they, who do you think they quoted, Aaron? None other than old former Cowboys great Connor McGovern. He said, I sense frustration from everybody. Everybody on the O-line, Aaron, the coaches, you can't go three and out in a two-minute drive like that. I think there was disappointment from the whole team. (laughs) I like that. They they had it at Wofford. That's where the Panthers practice. And um, uh, it's – they they sold, Aaron, or they distributed over 10,000 tickets – at Wofford College. Wow. Wow. A lot of people wanted to show up and see that. And uh, I also read where uh, Aaron Rodgers, talking about Aaron Rodgers, had some very nice things to say about uh, Bryce Young. And uh, apparently he marched the length of the field in the two-minute drill for a field goal against the Jets' defensive starters. And um, afterwards... Uh, the uh, Aaron Rodgers had some really nice things to say about uh, uh, about young, about Bryce Young. So I thought all of that was very interesting. Aaron, what else do you have, sir? Free agent running back Kareem Hunt had what he called a great visit with the Saints yesterday. Today he will visit the Indianapolis Colts, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Hunt received a call from the Colts before he even arrived for his Saints visit. The Colts and the Saints both have needs a need at running back. The Colts have an immediate need at running back. As star Jonathan Taylor and the team are in a standoff over a contract extension. Taylor also left camp to rehab an ankle injury off-site. Meanwhile, the Saints are in the market for running back as Alvin Kamara set to serve a three-game suspension for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. They also lost backup running back Eno Benjamin to a ruptured Achilles last week. My goodness, Aaron is uh, redoing his fantasy football strategy <laughs> on the fly with all these uh, with all these things happening across the uh, the NFL. Uh, just real quick, uh, a uh, update on the Rangers. They trail one nothing um, to the uh, A's. You would hate to see the Rangers on this great seven-game win streak. But uh, they do. It's in the <laughs> bottom of the fifth. I still like their chances. But the Rangers now trail one nothing to the uh, Athletics. Game is in now in the uh, bottom of the fifth. And I was going to look and see how the uh, – I mean, it's so shocking when, uh, the, when the A's actually score. I was going to look and see um, how they did it. Um, it looks like in the third inning, or maybe it was, yeah, the third inning, they uh, they actually broke 
broke through on a sacrifice fly uh, in Ruiz for the A's score to put them up 1-0 against the Rangers. It's a, uh, uh, there are two outs now in the bottom of the fifth. Rangers trailing the A's one to nothing, and we're about to go to the top of the sixth inning from Oakland. All right, and uh, generally those games can be heard on ESPN Central Texas, one of the top Rangers affiliates in all of the Southwest. All right, it's the uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk a little bit of Rangers, uh, and we'll do that next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. 
You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you. Member NCUA. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, 420 today, we've got a Chris Hummer who's written a really fun uh, uh, story about the transfer portal and college football, 62% of Power 5 schools have uh, transfer quarterbacks, tons of them in the Big 12, basically the entire Pac-12. And uh, Chris Hummer from 24-7 will have some interesting, uh, uh, should have some interesting perspective on that. In fact, I was helping Chris out earlier today, Aaron. He was wanting to know he's going to be in Waco tomorrow where to have lunch and that is one of my favorite topics like where to eat lunch schmaltzes will always be one of the first things i throw out but i a lot of my barbecue recommendations and uh well of course uh, i always like to send people out to spiegelville although they have a food truck now and uh and that's kind of uh that's a pretty cool thing but uh also my old uh, haunts my old barbecue haunts on Elm Street. Uh, so I gave him several different places, several different opportunities, and uh, we'll see where he actually ends up going. Now, Aaron, this is kind of good news on the Rangers front. Rangers fans, listen up. This this morning, today is Wednesday. Aaron, is that right? Yes. This morning, Rangers manager Bruce Bochy said starting catcher Jonah Heim, all-star catcher, would face live batting practice during the Rangers' upcoming weekend series in San Francisco. That would put him in line to possibly return to the lineup uh, early in the the week-long homestand that begins Monday. Now, probably early on, it would only be as a left-handed hitter in the lineup. But that timetable... Since he had that torn tendon sheath in his left wrist, July 26 has kind of sped up. And uh, it's only been two weeks and 12 games since he suffered the injury. So that thing is moving very quickly. And that's great news for the Rangers that Haim is getting a lot closer to returning. And uh, uh, also, I was going to look and see where our man... Uh, Josh, this was uh, uh, injury updates. Also, Evaldi, and I had been kind of wanting to to check on Evaldi because that, this could be, I think Evaldi, they could end up resting him because things are going pretty well right now the rest of this month. Um, Evaldi, who has not pitched since July 18th, threw about 15 to 20 pitches off the mound Wednesday morning in a light bullpen he may throw a more rigorous uh, rigorous session over the weekend in san francisco so i i don't know aaron that sounds to me like it could happen here in a couple of weeks you could you could see a valdi 
uh, back in the rotation. But, boy, they're feeling zero reason to rush him right now. And I think that is a, uh, I think that is a, a great thing for the Rangers. Uh, the uh, Rangers playing as we speak out there in Oakland, day ball in Oakland. Kind of like that weather. I like that Bay Area weather on a summer day. Uh, I bet it, it might peak up into the 70s or 80s, but uh, kind of nice. We, the, uh, we checked the ahead. weather during John's show. It was 68 degrees at first pitch. Mm. Mm. <laughs> a little different. 68 in the old, the old Bay Area. All right, Aaron, I was going to try to find, if you have it, let me know, because I was uh, having a little trouble with my app here. The Rangers trail one to nothing, and um, I keep trying to get into this box score to be able to talk about it. Okay, here we go, here we go. The middle of the six now, Rangers did bat in the top of the six, didn't get anything done, and now trail one nothing as we head to the bottom of the uh, – sixth inning um J- Jankowski actually got things started with a single uh infield single to the sh- uh, shortstop and it went off the second baseman ended up in the shortstop's hands but it went off it was deflected they ruled it a single but Jankowski was uh, stranded after uh, after some uh after low Garcia and Tavares all were out in that inning so Montgomery by the way Still on the mound for the Rangers, pitching really well. Has only given up the one run on a sacrifice fly. And I would say, Aaron, we, we may have a little bit of an issue here. Zach Geloff, whoever that is, for the A's, just, just hit one out of the yard to put the A's up 2 nothing on Jordan Montgomery. We do have access to these games, by the way. Um, and uh, we most most days we do let you listen to those in the evening, but certainly we would never preempt the Matt Mosley show, Aaron. Uh, even though I would be I would be all for it because I know our people how much they love listening to the Rangers. Rangers fall behind the A's two to nothing in the bottom of the sixth. Jordan Montgomery just gave up a home run, uh, and uh, the A's, Aaron, who uh, come into today's game thirty two. In 82, 32-82. and 82. Now, Rangers basically are rolling out a lineup today, Aaron, where it's almost kind of like, like if they were playing a better team, I would say they were willing to almost give up the loss just to kind of rest everybody and get everybody where they need to be. Um, but it's the A's, so you really should try to win all of these. Um, Jankowski batting in the two-hole today. All right, so Seeger getting a rest. Um, and you have Tavares hitting fifth, Huff hitting sixth. Tavares is usually in the nine hole. Grossman DHing at seventh, Josh Smith eighth, and Zeke Duran ninth. Aaron, that's not the best lineup the Rangers can throw out there. All right, that's not that's not really their best lineup, but they do have some of the regulars out there, and they actually have a really good pitcher on the mound in Jordan Montgomery, who's gone five and a third right now and given up two earned runs, has three strikeouts, and just gave up the uh, the home run. This continues to be so much fun to watch on a daily basis because Aaron, the uh, there are other teams. The Seattle's been playing well. 
last night, some would say, and I heard some Astros uh, people saying it, it was their best win of the regular season so far. And they said it was one of the, the greatest regular season victories they could remember in a long time. They were trailing, I believe, Aaron, 6-2. to two. Going into the ninth inning, in the top of the ninth inning, they're on the road playing against Baltimore. And they end up winning that game, and I believe it might have been Tucker who did it, with a, uh, with a grand slam. Um, was, it, was that right, Aaron? Did Tucker hit that? Uh, they hit a grand slam to win the game 7-6. Yes. And uh, Tucker now has... 20 home runs on the season, 82 RBI. And in a, in a world, Aaron, where we don't see people steal a bunch of bases anymore, 24 stolen bases, that, that's where we are. Used to be that would be nothing. Now you see 24 and you're like, hey, man, that guy's, that guy's stealing a lot of bases. Um, the, uh, the probable pitchers in that matchup tonight, uh, Flaherty for Baltimore, 8-6 and six on the season, with a 4.28 ERA, and then um, and then for uh, Javier's going, I think that's Christian Javier. He's seven and two with a 4.39 ERA. And um, Aaron, isn't that funny? How if you're on a good team like 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 these guys are, like both both Flaherty and Javier, where you can like have a kind of a, a average ERA and still have a great record. I mean, there's Javier sitting at seven and two on the season, and he's got a 4.39 ERA. Meanwhile, you look at some of these awful teams the Rangers have encountered recently, and you'll see the exact same ERA, and you'll see a guy two and eight. You'll see the next guy in the rotation two and eight. Aaron, you might know that I'm talking about the Oakland A's. Some of these guys that aren't pitching that poorly, and they literally have like two and eight records, two and nine. That's where that's where that is, um, Aaron. If you look at the at the the Astros lineup in some of their numbers, man, it's a wonder they're even within shouting distance of the Rangers, because they're they're not. I mean, they they certainly hit the long ball, but they're not. They're, I mean, they're not. They don't hit it. They, I mean, this lineup right now, for instance, Aaron, um, home runs wise. This is kind of remarkable. One, two, three, four, five, six guys in tonight's lineup have at least ten home runs. Now you might see that with the Rangers because Duran can hit for power. Tavares has a little pop in his bat, but that is pretty amazing that you throw out a lineup um, with six players in your lineup with ten or more home runs. And Aaron, the strange thing about that is one of them is not Altu- Altuve. Altuve. Uh, Altuve sitting there with eight home runs on the season. Now he may have been banged up or something because that seems weird for him to be at that. The 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 leading home run uh, hitter for uh, for the uh, uh, Baltimore Orioles right now is uh, at twenty home runs, and that would be uh, that would be Anthony Santander. All right, right fielder with the Baltimore Orioles. And he's hitting 254 and has 20 home runs. And Aaron, the uh, last night there were chants at that game of the Orioles fans chanting for a broadcaster. Did you hear about that? 
I did. It was really cool because he's yeah. They uh, I actually read the whole story on ESPN about the whole situation and some of the other things that the Orioles president and owners done, and it's uh, yeah. But now, in in reading the story about why this broadcaster is suspended, because what we heard, he basically just said the facts and said that they used to they've had trouble in the past against the Rays, uh, winning at Trop at the Trop, a Tropicana Field there in Tampa, but you know they're doing a lot better this year. I mean, it was very generic, nothing to it, and they suspend apparently a really. Uh, a bright young broadcaster. Like I've I've now heard some of his work. He's really good. Like he's a talented young guy, uh, which you'd have to be to be on one of these broadcasts. Aaron, as you read about that, did you did they add any context to why the Orioles may have suspended this broadcaster? It was for that. They actually yeah. the only other context was that there had been other things to happen for similar petty reasons by yeah. By the ownership, but not really this. from this broadcaster. There's no, no, like, no. There's no previous like where he had said segment. something else. Yeah, very embarrassing, and uh, the Angelos family should all uh, be embarrassed, and they should reverse this immediately. But uh, that's not always what uh, millionaires and billionaires do, uh, especially owners of these uh, organizations. All right, Aaron, we do have uh, big time guest from. 24-7 sports, Chris Hummer, uh, who has written some interesting things about college football, the portal. We'll talk to him next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're teaming up with the McGregor Volunteer Fire Department to help raise money for repairs and maintenance on their fire trucks and equipment. They will be selling raffle tickets for three opportunities to win a rifle, and we will draw the winners live at Jim Turner's Chevrolet on August 19th at 1 o'clock. We will also be accepting cash donations and serving free hot dogs. So come out and show your support for the local heroes, and remember, we're just RB to Way McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays, but have you ever given just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. Always free gift wrapping, and delivery is available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. That's Morrison Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. 
Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Matt Mosley Show. And uh, we'll have Chris Hummer on with us soon. We were, we were ready to roll with him, and then Chris may have gone into a bad cell. Let's get him, let's get him where he needs to be. The man, uh, he'll be coming into Waco soon. And uh, Chris is from 24-7 Sports. And uh, this, this transfer portal uh, story that he did today, I thought you guys would find interesting. According to 24-7 Sports projections, 43 of the 69 Power 5 starting quarterbacks, including Notre Dame, have transferred at least once in their careers. I mean, another, and that's a big, that's a rise from 45% in 2022. It's now become kind of rare to have a homegrown guy like Blake Shapin kind of hang in there, start a couple of seasons. He'll have his first, his second season as the starter for the Bears. But uh, it's uh, and that number could go up even more um, as we kind of uh, look at some of these numbers. I mean, it, this is some of this is uh, some of this is. And Aaron, I'll uh, uh, I'm, I might uh, let's see here. Um, we'll uh, I'll uh, I'll text uh, Chris to make sure he understands that we are. Uh, we're trying to give him a call. Who knows? He may be out driving, and uh, I'm uh, reaching out to him as we speak. All right. We'll get Chris on here in a little bit, and we'll get back to talking about it. The, uh, you know, the Mac Rhodes 
story that we had uh, and the, um, the, the interview we had from earlier, I thought one of the most interesting things was hearing Mac talk about the, the leftovers, the, the, the schools that are still out there in the Pac-12 and sort of the empathy um, that he feels, you know, for those schools. And I thought he said an interesting thing. He said Baylor could have been one of those schools. And two years ago, that's how it was feeling. There were days, Aaron, where it was almost kind of like the best-case scenario would have been uh, something like the Mountain West or something along those lines. All right, we got Chris Hammer from 24-7 Sports on the Matt Mosley Show, who uh, a man who's done all sorts of research on this transfer quarterback era uh, and how it's accelerating. Chris, welcome back to the, uh, the Mosley Show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Sorry, I'm a minute or two late. T-Mobile decided that my office was a network dead zone all of a sudden, so I apologize on that one. No, no, it's that's okay. We knew we would find you uh, uh, eventually. I mean, we'll always find a way to get you on. We'll Zoom you in, whatever we need to do. But now this had to be – now, Chris, and by the way, congratulations. I think I saw the other day there was an announcement that you had re-upped with uh, 24-7 Sports, and uh, that's uh, – in this day and age, Chris, that's kind of uh, where people are kind of going the wrong direction with uh, some of these jobs in the media. Uh, that's something to be celebrated. So congratulations on uh, on that front, sir. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very fortunate. 24-7 Sports is a great yeah. place to work. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely definitely on the right side of it in the media. We don't always get wins, so I'll, okay. I'll take it where I can get it. They didn't report the numbers on that deal, but I hope there was a lot of guaranteed uh, uh, money involved and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, anyway, we won't share any of that. Now, the, these projections that you put together, um, this is pretty amazing. 43 of the 69 Power 5 starting quarterbacks, 62.3%, including Notre Dame, um, will be will have, have it transferred at least once. Uh, and, and that number, as you noted, could go up even more. I mean, I, I guess, Chris, sometimes we think, well, this thing is going to plateau or the numbers are going to go down, and they only continue to go up it, because these teams have a ton of success with these transfer quarterbacks. And as you noted, I mean, that's pretty amazing. How many of the uh, Heisman candidates, is it four out of the last six, have actually been transfer quarterbacks? So it makes sense that we're only going to continue to see those numbers go up. It's kind of like you go, you can go find a free agent quarterback with experience, um, and that's what teams seem to enjoy now more than just like developing a freshman, which was the old model. Yeah, I mean, unless you're getting like the top-of-the-line five-star recruits, um, so you see Ohio State starting a homegrown talent this year, Georgia's going to start a homegrown talent this year, um, a couple other schools like Clemson with K Club Nick, a guy so that was from down the road at Austin Westlake. They're all starting um, high school recruits, but like if you're unless you're getting one of those, like unless you're getting one of those like top tier guys, why not go in the portal? Um, there are ton because because of the extra eligibility that a lot of guys have with COVID. You have guys like Bo Nix who are transferring for their fifth and now sixth college football seasons and experience is paramount at quarterback. There's nothing more important. You have to have those reps on the college level 
to understand defenses, um, understand schemes that you're in, um, really kind of feel out the college game. That all matters. And why would you take, I mean, if you're in this competitive environment where you can get fired in two or three years, if you don't have your team in the right order, why would you risk that for an unproven guy um, out of high school when you could just go dip in the portal and get an experienced starter to plug and play? And I think you're seeing a ton of teams take that approach. And this article was just about the Power Five, but this is just as true in the Group of Five level, too. It's happening across the country. Um, younger quarterbacks aren't playing as much simply because there's always experience in the portal and teams are using it. I was just sitting here trying to think of, like, where Spencer Sanders is now. Like, I, I, like I can't get through that through my brain. He was at Oklahoma State for so long, and I remember seeing it and thinking, well, that's weird. You know, that's an interesting spot for him. Um, I mean, it's just kind of wild as, as you see these guys move around, um, like, like well, Alan B- Bowman. I mean, he, it's like, wait, where's this guy used to be at tech, you know, went out to Michigan and, and then you, you, you kind of, you have to, I mean, I'm sure as you were putting this list together, another Texas tech quarterback, Donovan Smith, now at Houston, probably will end up being the starting quarterback for Houston. Um, it, it was. It, I bet it was kind of a fun exercise for that very reason. You probably had a few moments where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I I'd forgotten that guy was there." Now, yeah, I, I remember getting Sports Illustrated every year and really enjoying the "Where Are They Now?" issue. You know what I mean? Just getting <laughs> to read about guys that were good ten or twenty years ago and what they're doing um, and all their unique. Like that, I, if you think about it, Oklahoma. Uh, when Lincoln Riley was there, um, had a ton of quarterbacks come through. They're going to have four starting quarterbacks, four former Oklahoma Sooners will be starting this year. If I guess if you count their current ones, you've got Caleb Williams at USC. You've got Chandler Morris at TCU. You've got Spencer Rattler at South Carolina, and then Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. And I, I might even be missing one. I really feel like there might be five. But if you just kind of think about that path, for some of these guys, like there's really, there's really no wrong path as a quarterback right now. You could, you could go somewhere and play where you think you have a chance right away. And we see some younger guys do that and get opportunities early, or you could go to a stack quarterback room, wait a year or two, and you're always going to have an opportunity. Um, people are always going to be looking for experience in the portal. And that's what we've seen. And you mentioned the funny thing is like, you mentioned Spencer Sanders. He was at Oklahoma state forever. Like, I don't think Oklahoma, Spencer Sanders is going to start for, all miss this year. He's going to lose wow. that job most likely to another former transfer in Jackson Dart who came from USC. So um, <laughs> it's not always a guarantee when you're a transfer quarterback, but um, schools are always looking for him. That's why I couldn't find his name on your list. As I was bringing that up, I was like, wait, where is Spencer Sanders? And I, I, and I did remember that the other day at Ole Miss. Uh, I, I was just doing that exercise with former Baylor quarterback uh, commits and players. And they're all over the map. Kyron Drones, I think, is is maybe at like Virginia Tech. Aaron, jump yeah, in if that's yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and so he, you don't have him starting this year. Jacob Zeno will start for I think UAB. Um, Gary Bo- now at a yeah at yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's kind of that, yeah. I've I've, I've been uh, very excited to kind of see how he would do. Gary Bohannon at. Um, it's South, South Florida. Florida. Zach Pyron once committed to the Bears for 2022. You have him as a possible starter at Georgia Tech. I mean, that, that, and we just um, – how many is that? Four? 
That's four quarterbacks, co- you know, connected to the Bears. And then C.J. Rogers used to be on the roster. I think he's at Texas State now. And, Chris, I have no idea what their quarterback room looks like. But, but even just a team right off the top of my head, I could throw out five quarterbacks that have spread off uh, around the country for the Bears. And, and, and now, Chris, you can miss on these, these freshman quarterbacks and still be okay. The Bears have not had a freshman quarterback since – like drones in 2021. And then before that, of course, Shapin comes in. I think he would have been part of the maybe the 2020 class. The Bears have not brought anybody to campus as like a freshman, you know, full scholarship type player. They missed it on 2022. They, they, uh, Novosad flipped on them. And I, I think they're hoping they get one of these freshmen shows up in 2024. And I think that kid's name is Bennett, maybe Drew Bennett or something like that. But it that you know there there's a test case for you, Chris. As these teams, some of them will go years at a time without landing a freshman quarterback. That's kind of crazy. Even though we're getting more and more used to the portal, it's still kind of wild to think that that's happening. Yeah, and I mean, I I know Baylor would have definitely preferred to keep Austin knows that um, on campus, but like I mean, Baylor rebounded by getting Sawyer Robinson. From Mississippi State, and Sawyer was a former four-star quarterback himself. I believe he is only in his second year of eligibility at this point, maybe third. But these guys, these guys have so much eligibility in this era mm-hmm. of college football, and there are just so many arms out there. Like you don't necessarily have to take a high school one. I think Wisconsin's a great example. Wisconsin's whole depth chart right now is transfer quarterbacks. Like they switched to an air raid system this offseason away from uh, the grounded pound that they used to do, and. Wisconsin had to remake their quarterback room, so they took Tanner Mordecai um, from SMU as their starter. They took a backup quarterback from Oklahoma who was a true freshman. They took another one from Mississippi State who was a true freshman. And now they have a really deep quarterback room with two former four-star recruits and an established starter, and it all happens via the transfer portal. So you can remake your quarterback room in an instant. So it's not – I would say it's not as penalizing now if you miss on that guy that you were recruiting for two years at a high school because there are just more options than there ever have been to replace them. Chris Hummer joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, 24-7 uh, sports. And, man, just looking at some of these uh, quarterbacks, uh, I, I think of Shadur uh, uh, Sanders, Dion's son, going to Colorado, and then all those Colorado transfers, and you've done a lot on that. As we get closer to the season – do you have any feeling for what kind of team they could field? I mean, we're looking forward to, I think that's a Colorado-TCU matchup that happens pretty early in the college football season. Maybe even, was that week one, Chris, or is that week two? I know we're kind of week excited one. about that one. Is that week one? Week one at a, week one at 11 a.m., yeah. I'll be, I'll, wow. be, I'll be at that one. It'll be interesting. Nice. Nice. Do you, or do you have any sense... Like, they can't be much worse than they've been, right? They went 1-11 last year. But, like, as this thing starts to come together, you're familiar with a lot of these players who transferred out and transferred into Colorado. Are you still just kind of in the dark about, like, could Colorado win six games this year? Like, would you be shocked if they went from one win to six wins? Uh, and I guess you probably wouldn't be shocked if they only won three games. Where where are you with the with the buffs? I think three is a much more reasonable number to project than six. Um, 
I, I don't think they're going to be that great. Um, they're definitely more talented than they were last year. Like unquestionably, they're much better at quarterback. They have better skilled talent, but I think where they'll struggle is they don't have a ton of depth along either lines of scrimmage. So if they get hurt, um, I think Colorado's really going to struggle um, to maintain when they lose key pieces up front on both sides of the ball. Plus, like Colorado's schedule is just brutal. They play 11 Power Five games this year. I believe uh, they play TCU in Nebraska in the non-conference, and they have nine games in the Pac-12. And the top of the Pac-12 is as good as it's been in a long time. I mean, it, will, it won't be around for much longer, but it's really good this year. I think you've got six teams at the top of the Pac-12, both Oregon teams, Washington, USC, UCLA, um, in addition to, I'm blanking on Utah. You got six teams that legitimately think they have a chance to win the conference, and I think teams like Colorado are going to take it on the chin quite a bit this year, even though they might be better. So Colorado might be considerably better and still go one and eleven just because of how difficult the schedule is. Do you find yourself, Chris, getting even more excited about the Big Twelve? I mean, it's sad for some of these schools that don't have a place to go, but now counting the four new schools plus the additional four schools that are coming in a 16-team conference. I mean, it's kind of all over the place, but there's some fun. BYU and Utah have that natural rivalry. They're good travel partners. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of excitement to it. I guess of those eight schools, Utah's the obvious most ready to come in and do some damage. Um, I think that's pretty clear. Now, after that, I don't know. You may have a better feel for that. I mean, I, it's... I think Utah won, and then maybe UCF, and then maybe BYU and Cincinnati. Is that how you would do it? If you're thinking about these eight new schools coming in, Utah could make the most noise based on what they've done in the past in the Pac-12, and then it's just a little bit difficult after that to start lining it up? Yeah, that's what I – I mean, I'm, I'm certainly sad that the Pac-12 is coming to an end. I don't necessarily think it's a positive thing for college football, but just in terms of a, just in terms of a conference, like the Big 12 is going to be awesome because what the league lacks is elite recruiting teams, but what it has is a lot of teams that have consistently outperformed their expectations over time. Um, and I mean, the fact that we're talking about TCU and Utah, which I think will be right there at the upper tier of the class of the Big 12 is two former Mountain West teams in the not-so-recent past. Um, as the class of the league just kind of speaks to where it's at. But it also means from week to week, like, you're going to – I'm sorry. From week to week, anybody can be anybody. I would not be shocked to see a single upset in the Big 12 because I think these teams are going to be so bunched up that it's going to just become fascinating from week to week. You might not have any cut-and-dry national championship contenders, but I think – in terms of entertainment value on a Saturday and just like having fun watching teams that are competitive with each other, like the Big 12 is going to be much watched television. Like, and over time, like maybe some of these brands become brands like on a national level. But in the short term, I'm really going to enjoy BYU and Utah being the same conference. Um, I'm really going to enjoy seeing UCF um, and going to the bounce house once or twice and seeing them host people. I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, I, but as terms of like ceiling in the league, yeah, I'd throw Houston in there too. I don't think Houston's going to be there immediately necessarily, but they have their roster ready to go. Arizona is on the rise. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be Utah and UCF, um, BYU, 
would be the teams I'd point to early. And I think mm-hmm. Arizona, um, the way Jed Fish is recruited, has a chance to surprise some people as well. All right, did you pick Texas uh, like a lot of people did to win this last version of the the Big 12, or were you leaning K-State? There's a sexy pick in there, and that's the Red Raiders. I saw somebody today had them like 11th in there. That might have been McMurphy over there with the stadium, had Texas Tech 11th. Which way are you leaning as we get closer to the start of this season? I think if Texas fails to win the Big 12 this year, or at least make the Big 12 championship game this year, it would be a supreme disappointment. Um, and frankly, given their talent edge this year over the rest of the league, pretty embarrassing. Um, so I, I, I did pick Texas. I think I think if you look at that roster and the trajectory of the roster the last couple of years, Texas should be the class of the league. Um, I, I can't remember my I remember my top five being Texas, K State, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas Tech. I don't remember the exact order I had, but I think if I had to put a tier system in the Big Twelve, it'd be Texas, and then those next four teams as the closest contenders. I think all five of those teams have a legitimate chance to make the championship game and win the league. And then you've got teams like Baylor and UCF and a couple others behind them that I think could make some noise if things break right. But I need to see a little bit more as the season goes along. All right, Chris, I know you're, uh, you're going to be through town uh, soon. And uh, I've now thought of like seven other restaurants I might recommend, but I think I've given you enough. I'm not going to, I'm not going to add any more confusing names to the list. So uh, enjoy your dining options in uh, in the greater Waco area, uh, and appreciate you being on with us today. Absolutely, Tom. I'm looking. I'm looking to. Uh, I'm looking forward to eating some barbecue on your recommendations tomorrow. It'll be fun. Very nice. There he goes, Chris Hummer with 24/7 Sports on the Matt Mosley Show. Now it is time to move into. One of everyone's favorite segments of the day. It is time for Campus Confidential. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? outstanding reputation, 
a dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And, uh, man, that was an interesting discussion of these transfer quarterbacks. Now close to about 63% of the starting quarterbacks at the 69 Power 5 conferences, the starting quarterbacks at those 69 teams, 63% of those quarterbacks have transferred in from other places. At least once, at least one transfer. And it's becoming more and more, and even where, like, Notre Dame goes and gets a a tremendous young quarterback uh, at Wake Forest. They're in the ACC. And... Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, – it's part of it's fun, part of it's a little sad because some of these schools develop these great young quarterbacks and, and man, they're blowing and going. And, and then big, bad whoever, Notre Dame, can just swoop in and get them. Now, Baylor went and got one, but, again, he was not a starter at Mississippi State. He was a backup quarterback, and we hope he's good uh, and think he is. I mean, the way he's presented himself so far – in practices and all that looks great and of course i'm talking about sawyer robertson but um uh always enjoy our college football talk college athletics 
And uh, reminder, about 5.20 today, we're going to let you hear a little bit of a one-on-one conversation that uh, one of my colleagues had with Troy Aikman out at Cowboys camp. And uh, some good stuff there. And we'll uh, share some of that with you at 5.20 today. But uh, right now, let's turn it over to Aaron Sexton with our uh, Campus Confidential, where we kind of go around the, uh, uh, the college, well, all college sports, but this time of year we talk a lot of college football. Aaron, what do you have for us? We'll start, as we have every day for the last few weeks, with conference realignment. More talk of the ACC possibly adding California and Stanford, two of the four leftover Pac-12 teams. And according to a tweet from Larry Williams of Tiger Illustrated, which is one of the uh, Clemson sites, they have a very important supporter in Notre Dame. According to Tigers Illustrated, Notre Dame is pushing hard for California and Stanford to join the ACC. Earlier this week, it was reported the ACC is beginning the vetting process regarding potential additions from their remaining Pac-12 teams and Stanford and California are thought to be the two most likely. The Associated Press also reported that the ACC's conversations also included the possibility of adding SMU. Now, wait, say the part about Notre Dame's involvement. Wait, I mean, ACC, Notre Dame does a bunch of stuff other than football they are a full, in the ACC. Yeah. What is What does Notre Dame uh, have to do with any of this? They're a full voting member as far as – expansion and everything else even though their <laughs> football team isn't give, in the give ACC. Give me a break. Yeah. Give and me they, a break. That Notre Dame has anything to do with any of this. Don't they, we're going to be independent. We're going to do all our own TV deals, but we're going to vote and decide if Stanford and Cal can come into the ACC even though we don't want to play with y'all. And we don't want your silly TV deal. That is I mean it's just unbelievable in college athletics because of course that's the one thing that'll never change, that we all bow down to mighty Notre Dame. Now, again, I'm all, I, I went to a religious school. I went to Baylor, the Baptists, the Catholics, the Mormons. Love them all, even whatever TCU is, the, the disciples of Christ. All right? I mean, I think that's still some kind of religion. But, yeah, for Notre Dame to be in, involved in, in having a say in all this is, is a joke. That, yeah, we're not going to play football, but we are going to come to the table and vote on whether these poor folks are going to be able to come in and play in your league. Golly, Aaron, <laughs> I wish I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I did. I had no idea they were full voting members, but apparently behind the scenes they're pushing for Stanford and Cal, according to this report. I know I can see Stanford because they play them every year anyway. Yeah, I – Oh, yeah. But I do get your point. That, that, it is kind of ridiculous. That, well, yeah, I mean, they might play them every year, but it's still, again, they should not have any say in how the ACC does its scheduling or who the ACC brings in. Like, if I were Florida State, I would somehow use that as ammunition to get out of the conference and just say, hey, y'all let Notre Dame just waltz in here and do whatever it wants. You better let us do the same. We want out. All right, if Notre Dame can show up and vote on everything, let them in. Let them replace us. And you know what the ACC would do for football? They'd say, okay, okay. If, if Notre Dame would do it, every conference out there, 
Big 12, there's not a single conference that exists that wouldn't do everything in its power to bring Notre Dame in. And what's sad is the ACC bends over backwards for Notre Dame. And guess where Notre Dame would go? (laughs) They would go right to the Big Ten. Notre Dame does not want anything to do. They want to have all the luxuries and all the fun of playing in sports in the in the ACC. But if they ever have to do a football deal, I promise you they'll go do it with the Big Ten. There's no way in the world are they going to play football in the ACC because they don't like the TV deal and they don't think the prestige is enough. They don't think the academics and all that, even though Duke and UNC, I mean, there's some very smart schools in the uh, in the ACC. I even think Clemson has kind of elevated its uh, academic profile. Maybe I'm just thinking about his football profile. But some, for some reason, I kind of think Clemson is tougher to get into than it used to be. I'll tell you what's tougher than when I was coming out, Aaron, is A&M in Texas. When we were coming out of school, uh, basically, if you could send in your application, I mean, you got in. And, uh, and now that – but what I love is all those people my age that go around acting like, oh, my gosh – it's so hard to get in. It is now for your kids. It's very hard. You got to be really, you got to do great in school, and you got to be highly, highly intelligent to get into Texas A&M and Texas. I'll give you that. But your parents walking around acting like it was tough to get in, come on. Come on. We were all back then getting out of high school in the early 90s. We know how hard it was to get into those schools, and it was not that hard. So stop. If you're my age, stop acting like that was the hardest thing in the world that you got into Texas or Texas A&M. All right, Aaron, I think that's enough on that front. What, <laughs> what else do you have? Washington State President Kirk Schultz acknowledged his school's athletic program is in, quote, a bad spot as it faces a harsh new reality in the wake of the Pac-12's defections last week. Schultz, in his first interview since the conference dwindled to four teams last week, recalled the tense moments in the Pac-12 president's call last Friday morning. Entering the day, optimism had emerged that Oregon and Washington might commit to a new television deal and save the league. Schultz said that Oregon and Washington essentially ended the call before it began, revealing their intentions to finalize a deal with the Big Ten. The the, uh, Mountain West Conference could be a potential landing spot for Washington State and Oregon State, but the Mountain West is just sitting and waiting. According to an article on Front Office Sports, they basically have to see what happens with the ACC's courting of Stanford and California before they can decide their next move. <laughs> I like that. I like that one move, Aaron. I mean, that was a lot of information there, but I, I like that one story about the Mountain West. How they were trying to. <laughs> there was some movement. Like the Mountain West came out with a statement tonight or today. And, and they basically were trying to put San Diego State back in its place. Like San Diego State was going to lead some kind of deal where it put a bunch of the Mountain West with those four remaining Pac-12 to try to claim itself as a Power 5 conference. And I think most of the schools in the Mountain West are just like, shut up. Just stop it, <laughs> San Diego State. We know you had a great basketball run. But nobody cares about San Diego State football, and it, it's a good school. I mean, I, I mean, I was even kind of excited about thinking about them in the Big 12. But they've already tried their little power play. 
They couldn't even get out of their conference. And then they had to beg their way back in. They need to stop. Man, they're, they're almost kind of like the, 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 the junior Notre Damers. They're like the Golden Domers right now. They're running around acting like they run stuff. They don't run anything out in the Mountain West Conference and want to act like you run something. They all See, what they all want to have happen is that Mountain West to dissolve. So none of them have to pay any fees. They want that thing to fall apart so then that they could all glom on to the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 form stuff. And I know everybody thinks, why don't they do that? They could still have Power 5 status. I don't even know if that's true. I really don't know if those four schools could glom on to some iteration of the, the Mountain West and still claim a Power 5 conference. Now, the Big 12 was able to pull it off because at least they had however many schools, eight schools that band together. Or ten schools. What is it, Aaron, without, without Texas and OU? It was going to be, what, ten? Anyway, mm-hmm. they, 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 they hung in there together and, uh, and were rewarded. I guess eight of them at the time. Um, but uh, but they don't have enough strength in numbers with the Pac-12 now. But I love San Diego State is trying to flex its muscle. Um, and Aaron, what has San Diego State done besides have a great run in basketball? I mean, it's not like I mean, are they good at football? I guess they're okay. They have nice weather. I mean, <laughs> quick, does anybody net can anybody name the 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 head coach? If you can do it, we'll give you a free Schmaltz's sandwich coupon. If in, in the next five – I don't want you Googling it. I'll, I'll give you ten seconds to get this right. Name the head football coach at San Diego State. Go. You got ten seconds. Aaron, let's start counting right now. All right. Five more seconds. Five, four. Oh, I didn't even give them the number. Two, five, four, six, six, two, sixteen, sixty. 254-662-1660. Give me the head football coach at San Diego State. Anybody, Aaron? Nothing yet. Okay. Now, I, I, I basketball coach there. His name is Brian Dutcher. D-U-T-C-H-E-R. I, Brian Dutcher. Now, let's, let me see if I can think hard and, and come up with their, their football coach. San Diego State's head football coach is it a former like does he have something to do he used to he maybe used to be at texas a&m i the only thing i can kind of remember about their football program that may have been where jim harbaugh was before he went to stanford i think jim harbaugh went from from san diego state to stanford to the nfl back to michigan I guess we have to say at some point, Aaron, as crazy as he is, that that dude's pretty awesome, right? I mean, we were we were kind of laughing at him at Michigan, and I know he got in trouble for cheating or whatever, and he's out for four games. But, I mean, in terms of uh, college football success, I mean, he's and, – and just overall success, what he did in the NFL too. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a top – if you if you if you had like the NFL slash college coaches list, Aaron, for instance, Saban would have to be in the top ten because of his unbelievable not what he did in the NFL, what he's done in college. He would be in the top ten of that 
and I think Harbaugh would be knocking on the door of the top ten. I'm talking about NFL slash college coaches. All right, Aaron, we're uh, we're gaining on the five o'clock hour. Do you have do you have one more you want to share? I was just going to let you know that the head football coach at San Diego State is former Michigan head coach Brady Hoke. Wow. Okay, that does ring a bell. Brady Hoke from 2011 to 2014. Then he had a bunch of assistant jobs until he got the San Diego State job in 2020. For some reason, when I think of him, I think of Chris Christie, the guy that, ran, that always runs for president and used to be the governor of something like New Jersey or something and is a big Cowboys fan. Is that Aaron, does that, do those two guys look alike in your mind, Chris Christie and Brady Hoke? Why don't you do a side-by-side comparison, see if I'm on to anything there. Brady Hoke. That's interesting. Did anybody get that, Aaron, like within 10 to 20 seconds? Are we giving away a Schmaltz sandwich? Um, it was close. I think so. I think I'm going to give it to the, the one person was pretty quick, and they knew that, you know, they even said uh, the old Wolverine coach. So, Okay. We, All right. All right. Name let's and we'll have a second winner today. All right. All right. I like the fact that when we throw stuff out on the uh, text line, the CNC Collision Center text line, I mean, just numerous. You guys come flooding that thing. I, one of these days soon, maybe even in this next five o'clock hour, I, we may take some calls. I miss. I don't. I just don't. I never did it on my show for years in Dallas. We just didn't take many calls, but I do love taking calls. So we. I, I think it may, we may get back to that here soon, especially with college football season coming up. We'll take some phone calls. All right, uh, Aaron. It is time. For the five o'clock hour, excellent version of uh, edition of our uh, campus confidential. We got Troy Aikman. We're going to hear from Troy at five twenty. Next, let's talk a little Cowboys. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're teaming up with the McGregor Volunteer Fire Department to help raise money for repairs and maintenance on their fire trucks and equipment. They will be selling raffle tickets for three opportunities to win a rifle, and we will draw the winners live at Jim Turner Chevrolet on August 19th at 1 o'clock. We will also be accepting cash donations and serving free hot dogs. So come out and show your support for the local heroes. And remember, we're just our beat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At the Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. 
Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And uh, always, uh, always fun to be with you. You know, I, I'm just kind of getting excited. We've got first game on the, the second against Texas State. Four or is it five of the first six games are at home? I mean, it's kind of an amazing, at least four out of the first five. Aaron, you probably have already gone through this, but pretty remarkable. In all the pregame shows that we'll be doing, um, it will be the uh, ESPN Central Texas kickoff show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. All right, Aaron, that is the uh, that's how it's officially going to be kind of called. And in fact, it's beautiful. Randy Morrison and his bunch. Randy does a great job. Baylor facilities. He's a graphic designer, kind of a man for all seasons. Aaron, he's I've seen pictures of our desk and our our stage. It's going to be in the uh, Baylor alumni tent. Wow, wow, pretty neat, pretty neat deal. Uh, and uh, pr- appreciate Doug Furch 
all the hard work uh, he and his staff do. He's got a great group uh, out there. Ryan, I'm trying to think of some of the others uh, out there that, uh, man, they do such a uh, such a nice Paul does an excellent job as well, former Baylor baseball player and a great group, the Office of Baylor Alumni. And, again, that's going to be called the ESPN Central Texas Kickoff Show. Now, Aaron, I kind of like that. Lead with the name of our station and uh, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Aaron, I'll send you a picture of it, okay, so you can kind of see this final version, really, really nice. The graphic art looks great. I mean, it's almost like our buddies at Central National Bank did it. I mean, they're awesome at all their graphics. Veronica, our friend from over there, Aaron, who does the graphics, she's with the Baylor team right now. Over in uh, the Baylor women are in Greece and Italy, and the Baylor men are in Paris. I saw the other day, Aaron, a uh, an update and the Eve Missy and, um, and one of our other players, Jacoby Walter, two freshmen, combined for 44 points in one of the games. Now, again, i got no clue who they're playing against over there. Um, it's not like what Houston encountered. Aaron, Houston went to Australia to play, and I know you have family members that are coaching on that team, the Houston Cougars, and... I was listening to Kelvin Sampson today talk about, like, the team they played, and it was like Patty Mills <laughs> and that Josh Giddy, or however you say his name. And, like, I mean, just think of all the greats from Australia who play in the NBA. Oh, Matthew Delavadova. And Houston goes over there and plays them. Yikes. Aaron, that could leave a mark. I mean, you could get beat by 30 or 40 points and not play that poorly. We're talking about the best that Australia has to offer. And the Cougars just went over and said, hey, y'all want to play? And Sampson got, you know, they got beat up pretty badly. And Kelvin said today, I was watching something, he said, I wish we could play them again. I wish we could turn around and play them again. I like that attitude. I like that attitude. That's Now, Aaron, Houston Cougars in the Big 12 – is a different animal than Houston Cougars in the American Athletic Conference. I don't think we've. I don't think in the last few years we've known. We know they were great, but we didn't know exactly how to rank them. Now, if they win a bunch of games in the Big Twelve, they're going to be ranked top two or three in the country. If they lose six or seven games in the Big Twelve, they'll be ranked, you know, fourteenth or fifteenth in the country. It's no big deal. We'll find out though. How good are the Houston Cougars, Aaron? They may have. A better team this year than they've even had in the past and could still end up um, with a worse record. Now, they did lose some amazing players. That um, Who's the guy that got drafted, uh, Aaron? Was it? Uh, t- Sasser. Was no, no. Yeah, Sasser got drafted, but also that, uh, that guy that went real early, like a top ten pick, and I think his name is like Terrace or something like that. Like T A R R A C E or something like they had a they had a top ten pick this year, and then Sasser went at some point too. Golly, they had they had great uh, uh, they had some great players that came out this year. Now I wanted to bring you up to date on how the Rangers were doing because they've been playing uh, Terrace Walker is that young man's name. Um, 
Let's see. Is it August 9th? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's gone final. And the Rangers did end up losing. That is going to happen. A's, even bad teams are going to win at some point. Uh, Rangers, uh, Aaron, the uh, uh, Jordan Montgomery on the mound today takes the loss. But a uh, guy went out there, pitched uh, pretty well. Let's see what his line was. Six innings, seven hits, two earned runs, five strikeouts. Nothing wrong with that. Quality start. And you're going to lose some games, even to the dreadful uh, A's. Uh, and uh, Rangers just couldn't get anything going. Now, again, they rested players, had a lot of folks out of the lineup today. In fact, to the point where, well, and, and then in the game, Aaron, they started subbing guys in. So, I mean, they wanted to win the game, but they weren't exactly throwing the greatest lineup they've ever put out there. They had backups. Well, they had backups at almost – Every position except Simeon refuses to take a day off. So they, he was uh, – Jankowski moved up to the two-hole today. Lowe was playing first base, and uh, Adolis Garcia was in right field. Um, now, they had Tavares and Duran in the lineup, but they were in different places than they usually are. And the Rangers end up losing this thing 2-0, 2 nothing, and, uh, and that ends a seven-game winning streak. The Rangers held to four hits on the day. Let's give this young man, Aaron, his due. Um, I don't even know this guy. Well, they now this must have been a bullpen game for the uh, A's because they, they pitched one, two, three, four, five different pitchers. Their opener went two innings. Maybe they should think about doing this more often. The only guy that stayed out there for a fair amount of time was somebody named Freddie Tarnick, age 24, and he, he lasted four innings for the A's. And I think he gets credited with a win because he was out there that long. And um, he, 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 yeah, he went out there, pitched really, really well. And um, Freddie Tarnick, T-A-R-N-O-K, and uh, the actual, he does get the win. And, um, and so the uh, A's get a win over the uh, Rangers. Aaron, I think that gets them up to 33 wins on the season. So that'll get them to like, yeah. Thir- the A's are now 33 and 82. Um, and now we kind of look over to, uh, a- after games like that, you do have to kind of see what the uh, Astros are up to. Astros will play Baltimore again tonight. They had a dramatic comeback win last night to stay within three games of the uh, of the Rangers and they play tonight that's a 605 start in Baltimore against a really good Baltimore team and they're throwing Christian Javier out there on the mound uh, with his 439 ERA a seven and two record against um, well, they've got Jack Flaherty on the mound for the Orioles and he's 8 and 6 with a 4.28 ERA. That's what I kind of like about August baseball is when you have a fairly close race, looking at both of the teams um, and kind of catching up on the standings on a daily basis. But not the greatest uh not the greatest uh, uh lineup that the uh, that the Rangers threw out there today. Uh a little bit of news by the way uh on the injury front for the Rangers. 
Josh Young, starting third baseman, all-star third baseman, underwent successful surgery that involved um, installing a plate and screws to stabilize the fracture in his left thumb, the Rangers announced today. Uh, Hand specialist Dr. Don Sheridan performed the procedure in Scottsdale, Arizona. The plan is for uh, Young to rehab with the Rangers with the expectation he'll return before the end of the regular season. Um, Expected return uh, possibly late September. All right, so they're just hoping to get him back for the playoffs. Um, Says the tentative timeline for Young's recovery is six weeks, during which he will rehab with the big league club. All right, that news just coming down this afternoon involving Josh Young. And then, of course, uh, some better news earlier today. Jonah Heim continues to look uh, uh, good. In fact, he's going to ramp up some live pitching. He's going to hit against live pitching during the Rangers weekend series in San Francisco and uh, could be back in the lineup at least to hit from the left side by Monday. So that's great news on Heim. And then the expected return for Nathan Avaldi, Nate Avaldi, uh, with that right forearm strain, um, mid-August. He's made one start since the All-Star break, and uh, that was on July 18th. And he said he felt sore after the start, which is why the club pushed it back his next scheduled start. Uh, he's been on the injured list since July 30th. Uh, but an MRI exam and x-rays have all come back clean. Uh, according to today before the game, Bochi said, Aaron, uh, said of the uh, progress for Evaldi, he's not quite throwing it full effort yet, but he's, quote, ramping it up pretty good. Okay, that sounds like something Bochi would say. So that is uh, that is really good news, both on Evaldi and Heim. Uh, I think a lot of us were hoping Young wouldn't have to have surgery. He did have to have surgery. And now it starts about a six-week recovery period and uh, expected return listed as possibly late September. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. I promised you some Cowboys. We're going to give you Cowboys. Troy Aikman, one of the greatest Cowboys of all time, sat down with one of our colleagues recently and uh, helped us out with our podcast and uh, also an ESPN broadcast. We want to let you hear what Troy Aikman thinks about this year's version of the Dallas Cowboys. That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Every man has his special tool that he likes to carry around with him. That tool belongs in a special place. 
a toolbox. Because if you lose your tool, well, driving a truck around without a toolbox is like driving an emasculated truck. Hi, Jay here to let you know that at Pickup Outfitters, we believe in masculinity. So we carry virtually every kind of toolbox. Cross boxes, chest boxes, side mounts, toolboxes for flatbeds, steel, aluminum, black ones, white ones, shiny ones. Big, sturdy toolboxes. But in some cases, small toolboxes are okay because it's not always the size of the toolbox that matters. It's how you use it. Every working man has the right to protect his tools in a toolbox. So guys, do not run around with your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox from Pickup Outfitters, where every day we fight the good fight to end truck nudity. Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check out our website at createacommotion.com. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. During the Make This the Summer event, say big on a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $3,500 plus 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with employee pricing for all plus 1.9% for 72 months. And an extra $1,000 rebate. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP. That's right, and no payments for 90 days on all offers. Find the Jeep that fits you at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley. It's Aaron Sexton. We're rolling on a Wednesday afternoon. Week just, that's really going by. Kids are going back to school. Man, give them a big hug. It happens. Some of them are, you know, first time. It was kindergarten. Don't, don't, don't linger. I remember our daughter was just kind of like, eh, we're good here. There's no, I don't think, Aaron, we ever, ever got out of the car or ever walked in, uh, I mean, literally from the start. Golly, maybe we did when she was, like, going to preschool or something. But, I mean, pretty much kindergarten on, it was just like, nope, see ya. We're good here. We're all good. 
And uh, certainly, as she just recently turned age 16, she's very, <laughs> she drives, she's going to be driving herself to school for the first time this year, which is kind of weird in itself, Aaron, because we live a block away from the high school. Like, should you really, should you, should you drive to school if you live within a block? I guess so. I guess at a certain age, you like to have your car at school. Despite literally going, let's call it two blocks, two 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 city blocks away, and she'll you know we're going to pay for the the twenty bucks for the sticker so that she can drive to school every day. I'm starting to rethink this. Maybe she won't, but I no, I think I think that'll be the case. Aaron, on a breaking news standpoint, we did have that Josh Young news. Josh Young has uh, undergone surgery. Rangers third baseman, and. Uh, you know, I guess sometimes they have to wait for the swelling to go down. I think we always wonder, like, well, didn't you just lose a week or two that he could be playing by waiting to have the surgery? Because once they have surgery, then it's like six weeks. There are other injuries that it does seem like people can come back quicker from. It's hard to will yourself back from, like, a thumb injury or, or something like that. You can only do so much to rehab that and get that ready. So, um, you know, hopefully that works out. The Rangers are expected. This comes down just a little while ago as the Rangers were losing in Oakland. Uh, and, again, you can hear most of the games um, on uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Rangers are expected to add outfielder J.P. Martinez <coughs> to their big league roster ahead of their weekend series in San Francisco. Martinez, 27 was hitting 311 with a 993 uh, um, OPS at AAA Round Rock and has been a has been a big breakthrough uh, year for the Cuban outfielder apparently who was the Rangers consolation prize in the international market uh, Aaron after missing out on Shohei Otani ahead of the 2018 season but that was that was quite the consolation prize um <laughs> But I, I mean, I'm interested. Martinez is not on the 40-man roster. Rangers will have to make a move on the 40-man roster in order to accommodate him. Huh. Aaron, I, I got to say, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Part of it's because this, he's an outfielder, and I don't want to see Robbie Grossman out there booting stuff around anymore in left field. And uh, my man Jankowski makes great plays out there. Made another one today. But you can't – oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that down the left field line. You can't, uh, you can't bat Travis Jankowski against lefties. So you just have some issues you've got to work through. Grossman, uh, you know, yeah, and I like Grossman. I, that's that's kind of mean to say about Robbie. But Rob, Robbie is not much of a slick fielder. Jankowski is. In fact, Aaron, even though Jankowski's not like an everyday player, he puts up – incredible numbers like the run saved I think it's like a plus uh, I forget how much maybe a plus seven or something but his numbers are really good on fan graphs and I think maybe I don't know if it's all of baseball in American League he's like 16th among outfielders which is pretty good uh for uh for him to not even play that that much but Aaron I kind of I'm kind of excited to see J.P. Martinez the Cuban um, is going to get a, a little bit of run here with the Rangers as they have some folks that are out. All right, we had an opportunity 
our own Ed Werder, uh, Ed and I do a podcast together, and Ed shared some of this on our Doomsday podcast. Um, you need to get this Doomsday podcast. You can do it on uh, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just search Doomsday, and you'll see it. Download it. I think you'll love it. Um, we, we, Aaron listens to it. Uh, Steven Simcox listens to it. A lot of our people around uh, that are Cowboys fans or even Cowboys haters tend to listen to this. But this was an interview that Ed got uh, Troy to sit down for <coughs> for a big thing. They, they ran this recently on an ABC show celebrating the start of the NFL season. And it was an opportunity for Ed Werder to do a little one-on-one work with Aikman. And I think you'll enjoy this because Troy is asked about this year's Cowboys and about Dak Prescott in particular. This is, uh, in in case you missed this uh, live on ABC, here is that uh, interview between Ed Werder and uh, Troy Aikman. We're here at Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, California, just about a half hour from where your own first training camp with the Cowboys was held in 1989, Jimmy Johnson. Um, You won the first of your three Super Bowls when you were 26. Roger Staubach won the first of his two Super Bowls when he was 29. Dak Prescott turns 30 in this training camp. How convinced are you that he's going to be the next Dallas quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Well, I'm, I'm hopeful he's the next Cowboys quarterback to win the Super Bowl. There are no guarantees, as we know. I, I think that he's had some good teams that have been around him. Uh, he was fortunate to come in even as a rookie and have a good supporting cast and allowed him to play at a high level. And I think, though, that the team that he has this year uh, could be his best. Uh, I, I like what they have at the skill positions. Uh, offensive line has always been one of the strengths overall for this football team. And, uh, you know, we'll see. And I think the defense is going to continue to get better. And they were awfully good even a year ago. So they have all the makings, and they've had the makings for quite some time. It's really just a matter of whether or not they can play their best football when they get into January, and uh, and that hasn't happened, unfortunately, for, for too long of a time for the Cowboys. You were just over there talking to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Big change in this camp uh, for Dak. Is it Mike McCarthy? Uh, you would think when you get hired after 13 years in Green Bay and winning a Super Bowl that the value in hiring Mike McCarthy is him calling the plays, and yet he hasn't done it. Kellen Moore did it for his first three years. Now year four, he is going to do it. Mm-hmm. How do you see that benefiting Dak and the offensive players? Well, time will tell. Uh, I, I think it's easy in July to say that that was a great move and that this is going to be uh, a step forward, but you just never know. Uh, I was surprised when Mike got the job that he did not then take on play calling because I know in Green Bay when he gave up play calling for a short period of time, when he took it back, he said he would never give up play calling again because he enjoys it. And then secondly, he feels that he's really good at it. So uh, I'm not surprised now that he wants his fingerprints a little bit more on this football team and on the offense and what they're doing. But uh, what that might look like uh, is is anybody's guess. I do think it'll look different uh, than what we've seen with Kellen Moore. And uh, I think Mike, uh, understanding the position that he's in right now coming into this season and where this football team is, uh, I think it's probably the right move, at least in his mind, and how that looks at the end of the day, uh, time will tell. And um, last season, uncharacteristically, Dak Prescott, a lot of turnovers, tied for the league lead in interceptions with 15, even though he only made 12 starts. 
One of the issues seemed to be the receivers didn't get a lot of separation on a consistent <laughs> basis. He's thrown into a lot of tight windows. They go out and get Brandon Cooks in a trade, a vertical type receiver. How do you see that dynamic making things easier for Dak? Well, I love Brandon Cooks. Uh, I, I've loved him since he came into the league. Uh, and what he has done, really everywhere he's been, for a player who's been as productive as he has been, it's been pretty remarkable that, he, that he's bounced around the league the way that he has. But I know that Dak is really excited about him uh, to have another weapon. I don't know what quarterback wouldn't be excited to have Brandon Cooks on their roster. And I also think that in addition to him, the, Michael Gallup now another year removed from the injury that he had is going to help him a lot as well. So there's a lot of things to really like about this offense. Uh, and Dak's going to be the beneficiary of it, as every quarterback is when they have that kind of talent around them. Last question. Um, Cowboys coming off consecutive 12 win seasons under Mike McCarthy who said told us in this camp that he expects to break through this year uh, whether he does or doesn't remains to be determined but Tom Brady's retired out of the NFC yeah. Aaron Rodgers is now in the AFC how great is this opportunity for the Cowboys now those circumstances being considered yeah I, I think it's a fair point uh, I think the strength at least when you look at the quarterbacks uh, it, it clearly uh, resides in the AFC now uh, what does that mean exactly for the Cowboys in terms of being able to advance all the way to the Super Bowl? They, they've got to get out of their own division, uh, first of all, and, and, and the division has gotten good. I, I mean, the Giants, uh, of course, they were a bit of a surprise last year, but Philadelphia and what they've been able to do, they look like they're going to be just as good, if not better, than they were a year ago as well. So trying to get out of the division, but I think that's a real strength because when, when you look at the, the, when the NFC East has been strong, as it was when I was playing, if you can win that division, then you really can play with anybody. Now, there's other teams in the NFC too, San Francisco being one of those that I really like, but I think there's an opportunity here, but first the Cowboys have to be able to get out of the East, and, uh, and they're capable of doing that. It's been 28 years since the Cowboys have been to a championship game. I think you were the quarterback in that game. Been a long time, <laughs> been a long time. That's it from Oxnard, back to you. Well, thanks, Ed. Uh, back to uh, back. I mean, Ed, that was very nice for him to throw it back to the studio like that. I like that. Aaron, the uh, God, the quality was so nice. I feel like our ESPN, whatever they were using their cameras, it was very nice. By the way, for Ed and his ESPN colleagues who were with him that day, Raj, I think was his name, to uh, to let us use that. And we used that on our our uh, Doomsday podcast. And then obviously here on the ESPN Central Texas, um, it just it resonates when you hear Troy share some of these things i mean i think he wants dak to break through you you get only so many chances aaron it's funny we say that and and yeah dak is 30 but <laughs> aaron Rodgers is 39 like part of me says well yeah you've got to take advantage of this window dak i mean if he's like Rodgers or even close to uh, Brady, I mean, he could have 10 to 15 more cracks at this thing. Now, the way he plays, and with as many injuries as he's had, he's more like Tony than those guys I mentioned. And, and, and Romo finally had just had enough, and he had some great opportunities, obviously, in broadcasting, and, and he's never looked back. 
I mean, I think that's hard for most quarterbacks, Aaron, to to still think you have, you know, some. I I, I think Tony probably could have played three more years, and he gave that up to start his TV career, and he's done great, and he's made a tremendous amount of money. Most people can't do that. Aikman had a hard time with it and almost had basically agreed to come out of retirement. And I and I one time I think San Diego tried to talk him out of uh, coming into play and then one time the Eagles Andy Reid called him when Andy Reid was with the Eagles and tried to get and Troy was going to do it at age whatever he would have been 30 three or 34 and uh, and he just didn't pull the trigger on it and he stayed stayed retired it's kind of fascinating to think like what Troy would have been like had he come back after that retirement with the Cowboys a good thing I think that he didn't because one of Troy's concerns was not just like his back he had some back issues that forced him into retirement but the concussions he'd had too many concussions and um and, and, and like a lot of players, I think Troy still kind of has to stay on top of that and think about that. Now, for Cowboys fans out there, some of the things you just heard about, Aaron, Troy's love of Brandon Cooks, that has to kind of be, that has to excite our listeners to just hear him basically say, I've loved him ever since he came into the league now, Aaron loves him for different reasons. Aaron's probably either drafted him or liked him on fantasy teams before. Now, I would I would think, Aaron, for a slot-type guy, he's going to get you a lot of yards and a lot of catches over the years. But he does not strike me as someone who's going to get in the end zone a ton. Am I wrong about that? Like, has Brandon Cooks had some 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 really nice touchdown seasons? Or is Brandon Cooks more of just high-volume, high-catches, high-yardage guy? With Brandon Cooks, and I have drafted him multiple times over his career, the one thing that you know about Brandon Cooks is that you're almost assuredly going to get 1,000 yards out of him. I'm looking since 2015. He has had 1,000 yards every year except for two, and one of those was last year when he was injured for part of the year and basically told the Texans he didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's usually around 80 catches and about 1,100 yards. And you're right, his TD totals are never huge. The most he's ever had in one season is nine. But he is yeah. a really good yeah. second or third receiver in fantasy, really consistent. One of my Texans friends' buddies that I was playing tennis with the other day, I, I brought up Cooks. And he said something similar to what you just said, but he said it in a strong, using stronger language. Texans fans do not like the way things ended with <laughs> Cooks last season at all, and so they don't have great memories. Although he, I think most of them will admit that he's a really, really good uh, receiver. Now, Aaron, a couple things coming out of Cowboys camp that I thought our people might enjoy, our listeners, our friends. Cowboys rookie linebacker DeMarvian Overshone quoted uh, earlier today saying, my best football is definitely in front of me. I'm still learning something new about this position every day. 
Mike McCarthy follows that up by saying he's had flash plays every day. I've been impressed with him. I I think Overshone is having a tremendous camp. Um, and they said, also they asked him about uh, his choice. They, they, they wanted him to sing a country song. Um, but he said his choice was made for him. He said he wanted to sing a country song, but the team made him sing Aaron Don't Matter by Akon, Akon, A-K-O-N. Do we know who that is? Akon? Yes, I'm familiar um, with him. Not a big fan, but I know who he is. Okay, so that's what he had to say. He said, <laughs> uh, they asked him, how did he do in front of the team? He said, I'm to- I'm definitely top three. I held my own. They asked him about Schoonmaker's song. He said that he sang Party in the USA. And he said, uh, <laughs> he said, so is that, that's not Taylor. Who is that? Is that uh, Cyrus? Is that an old Miley Cyrus song? Anyway, he said, so you're going to get good crowd participation for that. They asked him about uh, Mozzie, <laughs> Mozzie, the first round pick. Mozzie Smith and Overshone said it was terrible. I I told him he should have to do it again. <laughs> so there is uh he ended the practice um the other day with a uh with an interception. Um Mike McCarthy said he's had flash plays every day whether it's on a punt cover or something else, he's moving up the charts on special teams, which we're excited about. He said, I know Dan Quinn feels really good about him. I know Scott McCurley, that's the linebacker's coach, talks about his command for a young player. You talk about hit and run and shooting the gap. He pulls the trigger pretty naturally for a young guy. I've been impressed with him. And, uh, Michael Parsons also talking about the former University of Texas great Overshone said one guy I know y'all saw him out there Saturday was Overshone man the way he's gravitated to me I'm like man just let it go you see a flash you see him shoot a gap I'm like bro just let it go all the time stop thinking just play your game and I I I I kind of like this I kind of like this uh what they're saying and what I'm hearing from Overshone. Uh, and I think our listeners, Aaron, love the hearing about like a third-round pick. This is how some of these picks are doing. He's currently working behind linebackers like Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Damone Clark, and Jabril Cox, the former North Dakota State, who I think he transferred to LSU back in the day. Damone Clark, Aaron... He did a couple things last year that grabbed my attention. I can't even remember where they brought him in from. But I think he – I can almost remember what number he is. I think he's number 35. Um, so I just wanted to bring that to y'all's uh, – everybody's attention because that he's getting some um, – is that Damone Clark was at LSU? That's right. And what's funny is when the Cowboys take some of these players, where's Damone Clark or maybe it was Jabril Cox – I remember getting a hold of uh, of uh, Dave Aranda and and uh, 
whoever was SID at the time, maybe been Taylor Bryan, tracking some of that information down. Dave Aranda had some interesting things and some very nice things to say, by the way, about uh, some of these players. In fact, I think when the when they ended up taking Kelvin Joseph in the second round, that's when I reached out to Dave Aranda and he gave me a quote about Kelvin Joseph and some of his skills. Uh, and I think Kelvin Joseph uh, finished up his career at Kentucky uh, as we continue to uh, look at some of these uh, NFL stories. And, Aaron, one other um, – uh, so, yeah, I think the Cowboys uh, um, looking good. I, I'm kind of anxious to see. I don't think we'll see him in Saturday's preseason game. Now, people might wonder, Mosley, are you going to go out – I just can't I almost can't make myself attend these preseason games. I've got my I've got a credential, so I I do have the ability to go cover the preseason game, but I just I just don't think I can make myself go out there. But I will be at every uh Cowboys uh home game I'll be attending this year, and then of course at every Baylor home game, and then maybe we'll make uh uh, a trip to one of these. I kind of either want to go to Cincinnati or Orlando to see the Bears there. Um, I was looking, Aaron, at just a couple as we we've got to go to break here in a second and get ready for the uh, uh, for the dismount. But I was I've been kind of looking around to see how things are looking at like some of the uh, Cowboys divisional opponents, and like today the observations came back. Daniel Jones drilled a throw into a tight window to Darren Waller in a seven-on-seven period early in practice. All right. Um, the Apparently, he'd been inaccurate in Tuesday's practice. Jones had. Jones had a few poor throws Wednesday, which is today, but most notably a late deep ball to wide receiver Darius Slayton. Um, and that should have been intercepted, but Lions linebacker Derek Barnes inexplicably dropped the surefire pick six. I love this, Aaron, when the Giants, you know, when the when they're practicing with a different team and hearing how different players looked. Uh, Lions safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was apparently involved in a lot of trash talk, and then uh, uh, late, late in that practice, uh, Jones hit uh, Paris... What is his name, Aaron? It just uh, Paris Campbell. Anyway, pit him for a uh, for a touchdown pass for a short touchdown pass. All right, it is the uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and it is uh, time for the dismount. We'll give you a couple of things to send you on your way this evening. Uh, next, this is ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down, cash or trade. TTL extra, see dealer for details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying easier at Richard Carr's Construction Sale event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Toyota Tundra four-wheel drive truck for $399 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Over 80 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles price to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815. Franklin Avenue in Waco, La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Rangers lose to the lowly A's today. Uh, At this moment, they would have a uh, two-and-a-half game lead over the old Astros. Astros uh, uh, will play tonight in Baltimore. Had a big-time comeback last night. Trailed 6-2. And trailed late, and then in the top of the ninth, they uh, they got rolling and and uh, end up winning that game seven to six, and I believe that was Tucker with the grand slam in that game. So Houston and Baltimore getting it on in just a few minutes. About uh, we're about fourteen minutes away from uh, first pitch in that one, 
and um, uh, other games of note. Uh, uh, Miami did beat the uh, Reds five to four. Those teams have very similar records, just hovering a little bit above five hundred. And then the Rockies, a bad team, fell to a pretty decent Milwaukee Brewers team seven to six earlier today. So those are your scores today. I would say, other than Houston-Baltimore, if you're looking for a fun game to watch tonight, uh, you're really almost out of luck. Uh, The Dodgers and Diamondbacks is about the best you're going to do. You could watch the the Mariners and the the Padres get it on. That's also a decent game. Uh, Appreciate everybody who's been a part of this one today had Troy Aikman, we had uh, Chris Hummer from 24-7, and we had Mac Rhodes. It's been a really, really fun day on the program. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Thank you, Aaron, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. It's time for today.